0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 36, Out of the Frying Pan. Things are getting hot for our edge runners during the wave, and we have a lot to talk about after the episode, so let's just get right into it. Here is episode 36, Out of the Frying Pan. Reed, Sadoi, Mavis, and Iso stand frozen in place in their apartment lobby, not wanting to make any sudden movements, lest they risk the wrath of the three Oasis PD-branded very heavy pistols trained on their heads from the officers across the room. Iso opens his mouth as if to speak, and then closes it a second later with a frown. He tries again, reaching deep, to summon some sort of explanation, something he could say that would get them to the other side of this room and to the relative freedom of the city streets, but for the first time in his life, Iso finds himself at a loss for words. A few beads of sweat appear on his brow and begin slowly making their way down the side of his face as he glances towards the rest of the group, willing someone to say something. A flicker of life from a dispatch radio fastened to the collar of one of the police officers roars to life with a flurry of static codes and coordinates, a welcome distraction to give a moment for the rest of the Edgerunners to think of how to properly describe the horror they have just escaped from. Sidoy is the first one to have any idea of what to say, though the only word that actually makes it out of her mouth is... Hive
1: mind.
0: Hive... hive mind. <laughs> And one of them turns to the other and says, looks like we got another 1432. And then turns back towards you guys and says, all right, what's this one calling themselves?
1: Wait, sorry, uh, just quick side note, this is common enough, you have a fucking code. for it? What
0: is this one calling
2: itself? The Beholden.
0: The Beholden. One of them turns to the other and says, I think that's a new one. And the other one says, and... You interacted with it, yes?
1: Uh, I tried to sh- Yeah.
0: When you say this, one of them looks over at you and sort of gets a spark of recognition and goes, Oh, shit. Dude, that's ISO.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Love feeding fans. <laughs> the
1: fucking mustache. What's up?
0: <laughs> they lower their guns down a little bit. One of them says, all right, I'm going to go report this. And he walks away and the other lawman says, so tell me exactly what you saw. And uh, Iso, I'm sorry about this. I am a big fan, but I'm going to need you to turn over all the footage that you have.
1: Do I have
0: to? He kind of looks at you. Honestly, I have no idea how to roleplay this. I don't really know what happens when you ask a cop, do I have to? Um,
3: yes, you do. If you do have to, they say yes. If you don't have to, they lie.
0: <laughs> yeah, like, okay, that's a fair point. He says, if you didn't, do you think I'd honestly answer that question truthfully? Maybe you're just the fan. You wanted to get
1: the footage early. Acting?
0: Uh... He doesn't seem convinced. <laughs> We're not even going to roll for that. Dang it. He says,
1: so tell me what you saw. I uh, I saw that there is a gas station nearby. That is what I saw. And also this building needs to burn the fuck down. They all jumped off the roof.
0: His eyes narrow a bit. And he says, all jumped off the roof. What do you mean?
1: I, I mean, the people in this building wake up go insane become hive mind part walk out their door all to the top floor make big splash on pavement right over there and i point in the direction of the police cutoff. off he pauses for a second they sort of chuckles he goes oh <laughs>
0: uh no um iso you promise this is off the record
1: i mean camera's off so yeah
0: is it i can't actually tell
1: no yeah no it's it's in the shoulder don't worry as long as it's in my shoulder it's fine
0: he says, "No, those those weren't part of the hive mind. Hive minds do this thing where, you know, anyone who resists them gets thrown off of a roof, and you know, it's the easiest way to dispose of them, and it's usually pretty bloody. Sorry, you had to see that."
1: I just turned to Mavis, and what have this told you so? Look on my face.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're not looking forward to seeing how many bodies are still left up there. It's usually a pretty bloody scene. There's none out there. We didn't run into anyone else who either wasn't dead or- No, you, Nomad, Nomad, what- What do you mean there's none up there? On the roof. Yeah, the the struggle, like, there's always a struggle, They, they realize what's going on, they get thrown off the roof, someone gets stabbed.
2: They- Even more blood. All took their shoes off. And they all jumped. Body shoes.
1: And then this beholden guy, he's in like a metal box. So you can't even go below him and shoot him from the room under him. It's like so unfair, you know? His face
0: drains of its color. They took their shoes off and jumped. You heard me.
3: Yeah. Duh?
0: Holy fuck. He backs up a little bit as you see the humanity drain from his face. He goes, I, I, uh, I, I need to make, make a call. Uh, and you notice at this point as he turns away that this guy has, underneath his collar, he has a blue chip, but his is flashing instead of blinking irregularly, this one's just blinking on and off.
1: So does this mean that all the cops are not looking at us right now? Hey, (laughs) hey.
0: That is exactly what it means. He turns around and walks away unless Mavis is trying to get his attention. Is that what's going on?
3: (laughs) Hey, hey. uh, Guy, guy, just before you make a call, just, I don't... uh, if this has happened before and it's a new one. Listen, no, I, I, I don't think this one knows what it's doing.
0: Forget I said any of that. Um, it, you won't have to worry about it anyway. Forget about it. Just, I, I need to make a call. I'm sorry. Listen, it, I'm sorry! And he turns and, and walks away.
1: I quickly removed the memory chip from my camera and put it in Jen's goop bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're standing right outside the elevator.
0: The elevator doors have shut behind you, and your mini is still in the elevator. Sidoy. are you abandoning it?
1: Yeah, fuck it. I can't lug that thing around without like a pickup truck to dump it on. <laughs>
0: Pretty much. That's why it's attached to a helicopter.
1: Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah.
2: look, it's. Yeah. I, I tried. I tried. <laughs> you did.
0: You did.
1: It
2: was a very cool thing.
3: You're gonna really confuse some forensic investigator. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So you notice at this point that with this second police officer leaving to go to make the call and the first one off making a call to superiors the door leading outwards is empty and you could walk right out if you wanted to however there are two police officers standing outside the building 20 feet away about you know 3 or 4 meters away with their backs turned to you so it's going to be a stealth roll You could try and sneak out if you wanted to, though you do know that generally sneaking around uh, police officers makes them very nervous and shooty.
1: We have very little time. If we just go now, we can sleep out. No one will know we're here. We get in car and we get the fuck out of here because it looks like they have it under control now.
3: Yeah, let's go. It sounds like they might need us for questioning, no, but I don't want to be here. The window is closing.
0: Yeah, I'm going. Roll your stealth roll. If you're going, don't roll your stealth roll if you're staying. <laughs> yeah, we're
1: going. Yeah, I follow. I'm using four luck to hopefully not fuck this up. I rolled 11. <sighs> I rolled a 20. It ain't my fault. It's <laughs> fault. 14.
2: Reed walks through and goes, Um, I was already interviewed. Said I was free to go. <laughs> can Reed do, like, the social
0: stuff? Uh, 10-4, good buddy. So you can basically... <laughs> do like an assisting action to help yourself <laughs> what you're gonna do is you're gonna roll a persuasion and then you're gonna roll a stealth
2: excellent I'm gonna do persuasion Please. okay 15 okay yep that'll give you a plus two on your stealth roll 35. fight we is very stealthy I don't know why
0: you were worried about doing an assistive roll then
1: <laughs> <laughs> you disappeared.
0: So Sedoy is the first one to act. She starts creeping forward, like not at all, being sneaky about it, <laughs> but being sneaky enough that she's not making any noise and manages to sneak past and is hiding on the other side of the cop car, and, like waves the rest of everyone forward. Mavis and Iso sneak outwards following Sadoi with Reed kind of holding up and waiting for everyone else because you know, wants to be able to get a jump on him. And as Iso and Mavis make it around the cop car, the two police officers who'd just been on calls, one of them ends up finishing his call, turns back and starts looking at the door and he's kind of rubbing his face a little bit. So Reed gets an idea of like, he's he's got this full thing. He's gonna prepare a speech and just like, you know, say it quickly as he's walking out. He goes over and he opens up the door and he's like walking past the police officer and the police officer doesn't even look at him doesn't even make eye contact, and, and he feels a little deflated as he walks past, like not being able to use this awesome speech that he just made up, but he just like, walks over and stands next to the cop car and- They don't care. He's standing straight up while everyone else is crouched down and just sort of gestures like, come on, they're clearly not paying attention to us. <laughs> That's fantastic. Your motorcycle, Reed, is still very close to this building.
1: Do we have car? Parking lot has cars. We can steal one, it's fine.
0: Yeah, Reed is gonna try and get his bike. You're gonna have to do a stealth check to go and get your bike, <laughs> and then like a really tough stealth check to wheel it away.
2: Oh he's not wheeling it. Wheeling it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well <laughs> I don't even
0: know what sort of check you're gonna make to try and sneak out <laughs> while starting a motorcycle.
2: <laughs> no, he's not he's not sneaking, he's just straight up driving out like What are they gonna do? Stop him?
1: Police chase? They do that? (laughs) Okay,
0: well, so Reed, completely emboldened by this entire, like, the cops don't care about me situation, decides he's just gonna walk back and grab his motorbike, and the three of you are sitting behind the cop car, sort of, like, feeling a little stupid for crouching down. You all slowly stand up.
1: I go the other direction, I'm like, okay, that would be a good distraction. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I've already given Reed a location, so... I would like to uh, uh, steal a car (laughs) in front of all the cops.
0: (laughs) Alright, you locate a car that's, yeah, I don't know, maybe 20 meters away from where the police officers are. It's
1: not very far. (laughs) It's a chum-powered
0: vehicle, which means it's loud, and it will make a lot of noise when starting up. Is it stealing? now? or is it salvaging? Because none of the people who own
3: any of these cars are alive anymore.
0: (laughs) That is a morality question that is beyond the scope of this podcast. That's fair, that's fair. But yeah, you go and you you locate this car and you you contemplate stealing it while we cut over (laughs) to Reed, who is taking a gamble. (laughs) Trying to pull off the impossible. So Reed, in what way would you like to try and pull this off? Or are you just wanting no rolls, straight role play, you walk up and grab
2: your bike? So what he's going to do is he literally just goes back in and says, all right, sorry. Yeah. I need my bike so I can get to a friend's house. Clearly we're not staying here. Okay. Because that makes sense. Like, sure. You probably wouldn't want someone to stay in an yeah. active crime scene. Okay.
0: So, you walk up to the nearest police officer, (laughs) the one that's still outside, the one that's inside, has his uh, weapon up and is like pointing, like looking around and shining his flashlight into the corners of this darkened building, not really paying attention to you. The second one's still on a call. You walk up and you you hear kind of the ends of the call. Yeah, no, sir. Yeah, four people. They were. Oh.
2: All right. Sorry. Yeah, I need my bike so I can get to a friend's house. Clearly, we're not staying here.
0: No, sorry, um, sir, hold on one sec. What
2: are you Where where are your what where are your friends? <laughs> Where's ISO? Look, look, we did the interview, we've handed in our cards. What what else do you want from us?
0: Alright, give me a roll. Persuasion <laughs> for bald-faced lying Reed gets arrested
1: time to GTFO yeah that's
0: a persuasion roll
1: I love you like this
0: will totally
1: work <laughs> uh,
2: this makes so much sense okay I'm gonna go 0 out of 6 on my luck 19
0: a 19 okay that's pretty good he calms down significantly he goes oh okay uh, you already turned in so uh, you're supposed to come with us though uh did he give you a summons he seems genuinely confused
2: yeah we got a summons
0: oh god um, damn it roger look okay look no uh summons isn't appropriate in this situation he's only been on the job for a couple of weeks um i'm sorry but you're gonna have to come with us um, okay we'll, that's fair enough can i get my bike at least
2: we'll give you a ticket
0: for the bike here you go uh
2: and you can pick it up from no, the uh, that's, lot. that's not okay i just need to make sure it's safe, you know? It'll be safe.
0: Well, you can pick it up from the impound lot, and any damages you can charge directly to the Oasis is no problem. Please, sir, can you extend your hands? I need to cuff you. Why? Uh, because you have to come with us for debriefing. But
2: I'm not a
0: frat. I, I don't need cuffs. It's standard procedure, sir. It's standard procedure. It's It's standard procedure, <laughs> Look, sir. I've
2: seen some fucking shit today. Okay? Like... What do you fucking want from us? Please, sir, don't panic. Don't panic. (laughs) Look, they're fucking dead. They're all fucking dead.
0: (laughs) Sir, I need you to stop panicking. He pulls out an air hypo gun.
1: (laughs) Can we hear this stuff going down as we're at the car?
0: Yes, you can. Yeah, (laughs) you can hear the- You're on the other side of the street, kind of like-
1: like hiding in the shadows.
0: You can see this entire confrontation going on. Well, that was predictable.
2: That was not predictable, yeah. okay? That's... <laughs> oh, yes, it
1: was. It was. <laughs> uh, this just encourages me to break into the car faster.
0: So, here's the thing about stealing vehicles in Cyberpunk bed. Vehicles are very expensive, so there are generally lots of countermeasures installed on these things in order to prevent exactly what's going on here. <laughs> right. You attempting to break into a vehicle, right next to the cops. <laughs> uh, all right, well, and doing it in a rapid fashion. So, what I'm letting you know that is that there are up to you've heard of around like eight different countermeasures that could happen on a different vehicle. And you can attempt to locate the countermeasures and then disable them, but each one of those is a round action, and failure on any of those points could cause the alarm to go off.
1: And we just steal some bicycles. I look at the car door lock for a second, and then I look at ISO, and I look at Mavis, and I'm like, I think we should walk.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Damn it, I was gonna use the alarm as Let's a- Let's go a while that idiot is distracting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already walking away.
1: Right, I'm coming, I'm coming. Power walk. Lovely evening, ain't it? Ride or die, Reed. But I'm not, uh, I'm not dying.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so the three of you decide it's best not to try and break into this car right next to the cops. And opt instead to walk towards the greenhouse. Reed, let's cut to you. <laughs> Sorry, Reed. Good
3: fucking luck, buddy.
2: Is this cop on his own, by the way? <laughs> Can I wrestle the cop?
0: <laughs> this cop... Is on his
2: own. Okay, I'm gonna choke him out. (laughs) You're just standing there
1: like in a conversation, panicking, like, ah, what do I do? Choke.
2: (laughs) Alright. I try and grapple him and then choke him. So, right before this happens, let's just set the scene.
0: (laughs) The Oasis police officer says, Sir, please extend your hands, I
2: need to cuff you, it's just procedure. Wait, I I don't need cuffing, but they're all fucking dead up there. What do you actually expect me to do? He says, sir, if you don't extend your hands, I'm
0: going to be forced to issue you a tranquilizer, the amount of which will be deducted from your final balance when you're
2: released. And just about halfway through that, his panetta expression becomes this just true neutral. Like his face just drops. Damn. And he goes for a fucking grapple. All right. Let's do a grapple. I hope you have a backup character. Yep. (laughs) Uh, 17.
0: Oh, 20. Oh, you going to jail, boy! Yeah,
2: he's going to fucking prison. Uh,
0: yeah, you go up and try to grapple him, and he pulls some sort of martial arts jujitsu move, flips you around and grabs you by the back of the neck, takes the air hype and goes shoves it in your neck, pulls the trigger, and goes shh, it's okay, it'll be over soon. They're all fucking... They're all all fucking... (laughs) dead. and Reed collapses down to the ground. Iso, as you're walking away, you flip back around and turn your camera on and just get a distant shot of Reed being dragged into the back of a van and thrown inside.
2: Pop man, cop violence these days. So
0: Sedoi, Iso, and Mavis, you're walking along the streets, and another police car passes you with lights blaring. You sort of, you know, put your heads down a little bit. Can I get a stealth check from all of you?
3: That's gonna be a 15. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> that's a critical one for you, Iso.
1: So, as this is happening, I try t- to put a new memory card in my camera, and I'm fiddling with that as it happens.
0: And <laughs> as you fiddle with it, you drop the memory card, reach down to pick it up, and look up right as the cop flips on its lights and illuminates your surprised face. <laughs> it goes maybe three or four meters past you, and then slams on the brakes and whips around. I'll distract them, you guys go. Shit. Okay! You walk out in front of the cop car and start waving at it. The cop car flips on its lights and comes up to you, and uh, the doors open. Two police officers get out. Sedoi and Mavis, you continue walking, pretending like you don't know this person. Yep. And get another half block away. You're now a block and a half away from the actual incident. And you find that while you can see the gas station, you could duck into this empty lot and hide behind some of the wreckage here.
1: I think that's a good idea. Let's hide here and see how uh, Iso fares.
3: <laughs> I am feeling so good for them. Like, we ain't heard nothing of, of no hive man, right? And Iso said nothing was on the news. That means they covered this shit up, right?
1: Yeah, you have Iso's memory chip, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, I know. Listen though, they covered this shit up, right? Right. Well, they said it happened before. And no one heard we of it. He had a
1: fucking police code for it, so done. Yeah,
3: so it's happened before, and no one's talking about it. You know what that means? Means that witnesses don't tend to end up back on the street if you're catching my drift.
1: I should tell you I sent an, a photograph of Mr. Verholden to Gabriel. Yeah, no, that's good. You might want to tell him to get the
3: fuck out of his apartment. And we might want to figure out what the fuck's going on with these two, because I've I seen enough cops dragging folks away in Night City to know when they're dragging them away to not
0: come back. All right, so at this point, we cut over to ISO. Two police officers have stepped out of the vehicle, and they're pointing their guns at you. Not at you, but, like, at your feet with flashlights holding the flashlight up in your face. You can't see their face, but you can see that they have blue chips. Steady on, no blinking at all. Sir? Are you okay, sir?
1: <clears throat> oh, thank God. I've been hiding out here for hours. I was walking down the street when suddenly bodies came raining down from above.
0: God. Oh, thank God. I'm so sorry, sir. Um, Yes, apparently there was a, 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 some sort of disturbance that happened here. We're, we're still investigating it. Do you have somewhere to go? I, I would like to go home. Can I get you to roll your roll ability to see if one of them recognizes you?
1: Oh, oh, oh shit. Uh, it's not always good to be famous. I need you to roll it twice. Unless you're that famous.
0: Okay. Ooh. They don't recognize you at all. Okay. Your face is kind of fucked up and you're limping and you're hurt and they're not used to seeing that. Yeah, you're doing a really good job of acting and they don't recognize you.
1: Sir, do you have a place to go? I, I mean, I know. Someone near the hydroponics building. A good friend of mine, Brandon.
0: Brandon is a a blue chip then I assume, yes?
1: No, a really annoying kid.
0: (laughs) You're friends with a kid? They sort of look at each other in a a almost distrusting kind of way. I also know his dad. How old is this kid, sir? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, 17? They sort of relax a little bit and say, um uh, all right and uh Sir do you need a ride? I would very much appreciate it. Alright, and one of them says, Well
1: because I'm shaking too
0: much all right. to walk. He pulls out his agent and says, Alright, I'm calling a luber for you.
1: <laughs> I forgot about luber. <laughs> oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you so much, officer.
0: And he types a couple things, he says, Alright wait over by that gas station over there and uh, the Louvre will be here to take you to the, to around the hydroponics area. Should be here shortly. Thank you so much. Of course, and remember, you can always trust the blue chips.
1: Long live the blue chips.
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's a weird phrase to say. I don't, <laughs> don't know how I feel about that, <laughs> but okay. I don't know. just oh. having a bad day. You have successfully give me give me an acting role as you walk away, uh, just to make sure. Roll a fourteen. Yeah, that's fine. You have done a decent enough job that you have convinced them that you're just a scared civilian.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So they just sort of let you walk away, and you begin walking towards the gas station. Sedoi and Mavis, you see Iso engaging in this conversation with these blue chip cops. He seems to be hamming up a little bit. You can't quite hear what's going on. But after a bit of the conversation, ISO just walks away and the blue chips get back in their car and
1: turn around and head towards the apartment building. That is a Luber. How did you manage that? <laughs> well, it seems a lot of walking and stealing cars. Yeah, and they're paying for it, I think. Good job, awesome Yeah, fuck the police. Coming straight from underground. <laughs> You stride
0: confidently towards the gas station, and you arrive there and wait for two or three minutes, and your Luber shows up. Pulls right up, the doors open up. And you uh, all come in. You see that it's set to actually take you straight to the hydroponic station, which is saving you a surprising and suspicious amount of time. (laughs) How convenient
1: wonderful. I, I hope Reed is enjoying uh, his time being arrested. Yeah.
3: We might want to think about a way to get that guy back. Like I said, back in that city, me and the gangers, we seen enough uh, enough folks get dragged away by the police to, uh, to know when they ain't coming back the same or coming back at all.
1: Yeah, but at least they recognize me, so maybe they'll use him to get to me. I don't know. Hmm, maybe.
3: E- either way, we, we should figure out something, because they ain't, I don't think they're letting him go. Oh yeah, no. I mean, Reed's like family to me. Ish.
1: Reed's okay, I guess.
3: Reed's cool, so... We should figure out w- what our next move is, I guess.
1: Let's sleep on it first. Yeah, duh. D- my next move is to, like, get a good night's fucking sleep. I'm so fucking tired. I open up my agent and I send one final text to Gabriel that says, P.S. Don't tell anyone. They will silence you.
3: I'm going to drop Nico a message to follow up <laughs> on, the, on the voicemail I left. Just a text message this time that just says, Hey, Nico, don't go to the apartment building. Uh, it's crawling with furs. I'm not very good at slang. Um, stuff's scary, okay? Call me when you can, but keep it on the down low. Love, Mavis!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So, the three of you arrive at the Trickle-Down Hydroponics Station, the Trickle-Down Hydroponics Skyscraper Building. Sadoi, you step out of your vehicle, you place your credentials there, trying to get off the street as quickly as possible, mm-hmm. and sure enough, the doors open up to you. Come on in. You're in the lobby. To Iso and Mavis, who have never seen the Trickle Down hydroponics Skyscraper before, I should give you a description of what you're seeing. Basically, the place that you're at is the highest of corpo luxury, at least the waiting room. We're talking like fancy, cleaned, manicured, fully spread out, couches, conference tables, everything looks pristine. There are little bowls of actual fruit that are kind of old because they've been out all day, but there are bowls of actual fruit just sitting out there for anyone to eat. And I bought goop. This is the height of luxury, the kind of thing that you only really get whenever you're so rich that people just kind of provide things for you rather than you having to seek it out.
1: Damn, Sador. God, finally something that is just nice. (laughs) in this place. Don't leave the lobby, okay? Let's just stay in the lobby. Don't go inside and steal all the food or make any other kind of bad decisions. You never told us that you work for rich assholes. I am rich asshole, I work for rich assholes, same thing. I'm going to set up my camping bed in the lobby so I can sleep here. I suggest you all do the same. If you have one, otherwise you can probably sleep on, like, some chairs cobbled together or similar. Maybe you can sleep on desk, but do not leave lobby. We wait until morning and when the security guards wake us up and are like, oh, who are you? And We are so mad at you for sleeping in lobby, okay? <laughs> uh, wouldn't it be safer if we, like, slept in, like, a janitor's closet? Because, like, if, if the cops drive by with lights, they can spot us in the lobby. Oh. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Let let me pull up my comprehensive blueprints of the entire building and find the janitor's closet. You pull up comprehensive
0: blueprints of the building, which include the lobby, and you find that there are two unoccupied offices downstairs that are for like minor level conference stuff.
1: I lead the party to uh, to one of those offices.
0: This is where we sleep. You lead two members of the party to
1: the Yes, I lead two members of the party. We'll we'll handle Reed in the morning. I, I do I do grab one of the staleish fruits. Okay. Cuz fruit fruit is nice.
3: I uh, feed Matter a tiny piece of real food. Ah uh, so. Yeah. Well, and I hold out the bag of goop towards you and go you, you might want to make a copy of yeah. Well, not the goop, but you know.
1: No, yeah, mm-hmm, I get it. I would say you might want to edit and release that asap. Yeah, that's why I'm getting the fruit t- to keep me awake. Good luck. Good luck. Don't throw my goop away, okay? I need that.
0: I right, so you grab out the memory chip and you know scarf down your fruit, pop open your laptop, and get to work.
1: I I clean my hand before I touch the laptop. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta keep
0: your workstation clean. Yeah. yeah. Artemis looks guiltily down at his own keyboards (laughs) and looks back up at the audience.
1: (laughs) I send a final text to Gabriel just saying, sleeping in Greenhouse Office. See you tomorrow. Okay. So what I want to do is, if it's at all possible from here, is is basically set it up so that if I don't cancel it within a week, it also uploads to my Night City account. Mm. Yeah, so so here now, and then in case I don't stop it,
3: it'll also upload to my Night City account. Deadman switching it.
0: Okay. Mm, I like that. All right, yeah, you set a delayed upload on your Night City account. Or you would... Except you don't have access to your Night City connection anymore.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, if that's yeah. possible, not possible.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, you need the connection yeah. that is in the apartment that you just left.
1: Shoot. Sedoi, does this place have fancy Night City connection? This place has nothing for you, <laughs> except <laughs> this room. Ever so kind, Sedoi, in a life-threatening situation. Life-threatening for to you money threatening for me so fuck you (laughs) should have left you in the apartment
0: building all right you upload it to your oasis account as that's the only one you can access now yeah and continue editing for the rest of the evening We cut over to Reed. Oh, good luck, buddy.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm excited to hear what's happening here. You wake
0: up kind of groggily to a light being flashed in front of your eyes, on and off a couple of times. (laughs) And you slowly kind of groggily open up your eyes, and your eyes have a lot of trouble focusing at first, but when they do finally focus, it hurts because the one thing that they're seeing is a spotlight shown directly in their face. You sense that there is one or more other people in this room, but you can't really tell. You start to turn around and realize that your hands and your feet are handcuffed. You're handcuffed to a bar in the center of the room, and your feet are handcuffed to the chair that you're in. What's going on? You hear a voice from behind the light that says So You're one of the people who talked to and or interacted with the beholden, correct?
2: Can I ask who I'm talking to first? Maybe a name? You know, I'm Reed. What what do I call you? Sir. Now that ain't happening. Yeah, I talked to
0: Tell us what the life form told you. Please expound on any philosophies or conversations you may have had with this life form. The voice is grating and uncomfortable as if whoever's talking to you is not used to talking to people.
2: Right, Um. see. I don't know if I'll make it out of here live. So how about I tell you what you want to know after I have assurances that I can leave? This one doesn't appear
0: to be ready to talk at the moment. We'll come back later. The light goes out and you are in a dark, completely black room still handcuffed to the table and chair. You can't make out anything through the inky blackness surrounding
1: you. <sighs> fuck.
0: This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, episode 36, Out of the Frying Pan. Thank you so much for listening, and remember, the WGA writer's strike has been going on for over 70 days now with no signs of stopping. This week, July 13th, the Screen Actors Guild and its over 160,000 members have officially joined in on the strike against the studios and streaming giants, and they've all walked off of sets and promotional appearances. Effectively, film and TV is shut down until further notice. Now, we won't dive too much into the reasons behind the strike, but it has been a long time coming. As broadcast TV and movies and stuff gradually shifted towards streaming platforms, the creators of our favorite media content have been squeezed more and more by corporate greed, reducing or even eliminating the residuals, especially that writers used to depend on. Now, with the advent of large language models and other simulated creativity tools, these writers are in real danger of being systematically carved out of the entertainment industry and replaced by interns, scabs, and AI jockeys. So, how did this happen? Well, entertainment worker unions like the WGA, SAG AFTRA, etc., they negotiate their contracts with an organization called the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Products, AMPTP. These folks collectively negotiate terms with the unions on behalf of movie studios, broadcast television channels, and more recently, streaming giants like Netflix. Don't confuse this alliance for a union, it's more like a collective labor price-fixing scheme where they all buy into the AMPTP, which then works as a middleman to make sure that their workers' pay can be kept as low as possible so the megacorps can then raise their profit margins collectively without having to worry about remaining competitive in their market. This week, even Disney CEO Bob Iger called in remotely to CNBC to give his opinion on the quote, very disturbing WGA SAG strike, saying it's something that will have a very, very damaging effect on the whole business and that the unions have to be realistic about what this business can deliver. For reference, the average Hollywood writer makes $69,510 per year, and poor little Bobby Iger, well, he only manages to scrape by with $74,175 per day. And he's not an anomaly here. The Hollywood corpos that the AMPTP represent have a combined net worth in the tens of billions of dollars, with a B. And paying competitive pricing would just barely shave a fraction off their profit margins. But, I mean, corpos are gonna corpo, so instead of negotiating in good faith, the AMPTP are actively refusing most of the demands with no counteroffers while pretending that the WGA refuses to meet with them. Some industry insiders have reported to Deadline.com that the plan is to starve out the WGA until people start losing their homes sometime around October. Because of this, it was extremely heartwarming to see the Screen Actors Guild come together with the WGA to fight for fair treatment and compensation for the literary backbones of their industry. These strikes will be the proof that when the corpos try to play hardball, we stand together, we stand strong, and we can lift up everyone from under the boot of corporate oppression. We literally outnumber the ultra-rich more than 100 to 1. And as Ron Perlman said to that executive this week, You wish that on people? You wish that their families starve while you're making 27 fucking million dollars a year for creating nothing? Be careful, motherfucker. There's a lot of ways to lose your house. Some of it's financial, and some of it's karma. That's all for now. Thank you so much for listening. This is Artemis Ronin signing off.